Hello and welcome to the UK Wildlife Podcast with me, Neil Phillips, and I'm joined today by Meg Skinner. Thanks for joining us, Meg. Hello, thank you for having me. Would you like to introduce yourself and explain what you do, Meg? Hello, so yeah, my name's Meg Skinner. I am an ecologist by trade. I grew up in the Cotswolds in the countryside and I've kind of always been interested in wildlife. In the past sort of seven or eight years, I was more focused on invertebrates. I started like recording and looking at invertebrates when I was at university, mostly kind of beetles and moths to start off with. Later developed an interest in arachnids and now I run the recording scheme for Harvestman as part of the British Arachnological Society. Oh, fantastic. We always like to start with our recent wildlife sightings. Have you got a recent wildlife sighting higher? Fairly recent, yeah. It's nothing particularly outstanding, but it's something I like to chat about. So a couple of weeks ago, I was going to do a field recorder day in London, and at the train station, I saw a hummingbird hawk moth, which is something that's fairly common. They're kind of widespread all over the country, but it it was just something that I wasn't really expecting and it came along and sort of whizzed in front of me, hovering away as they do in the little garden. And that's a species that people send me a lot of photos and videos of thinking, what the hell is this thing? Yeah. <laughs> Does it is it a bird? Is it you know, do we have hummingbirds in Britain? Yeah, they're just something that's quite distinctive and quite nice. When I got to London as well, I saw a quite a large population of a fairly rare harvestman called Nelly Magothica, so quite a nice little day for me, yeah. Oh lovely. It's quite funny when you read, oh, a hummingbird hawk moth, it resembles a hummingbird, and you think, how ridiculous, yeah. and you see it and go, oh, see what they mean now. Exactly, yeah. Always tends to be like in beer gardens and things, they sort of love the valerian and like, the buddleia and things. Yeah, but is it Verbena and valerian I think they go for, isn't it? I've, I've got both yeah. of them in my garden. It's been a really good year for them in the UK, and I haven't seen a single one in my garden, of course. Oh, no. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm sure I've probably not been out there at the right time, knowing me. It's usually my luck, that yeah, sort of thing. Exactly. My recent sightings are somewhat limited because I recorded last podcast four days ago and I haven't been out of the house, I'm ashamed to say, apart from to pick up my oh, kid. No. <laughs> the sighting is going to have to be the massive cellar spider that was in one of the rooms in my house. And she, she was a bit of a beaut. She was a bit of a beaut. She's a nice, nice big one. Oh, really? Let's find some little babies there soon then if she's so big. There was a brilliant picture online someone posted the other day going, oh, my good spider's been doing its job. It's caught all these flies and someone's going to... That's actually its baby. <laughs> You're about to be swamped. Oh, no. them, but... <laughs> it's amazing how they get by, though, because you never, I don't know, I don't really find that I get many flies and things in my flat, but I've still got quite a good population of them in the bathroom. <laughs> well, we came to the theory at my nan's house where there was loads of them that they were eating each other, and it was one of those. <laughs> yeah, possibly, yeah. <laughs> and they eat the house spiders, the giant house spiders, don't they? So I always yeah, tell yeah. arachnophobes to put up with them because they take the big hairy ones out. <laughs> Could have been the bigger yeah. ones instead. It's that time of year the big ones go roaming around, so you'll probably see some of them at some point. I've too. only seen one or two, and I think the cellar spiders have something to do with that. <laughs> so, you are here to talk all about harvestmen, which are probably the forgotten arachnid group, I think, aren't they? Everyone knows ticks and spiders and scorpions, but <laughs> poor old harvestmen get looked over. So, could you explain what is a harvestman and I hate to compare them to spiders, which always overshadow everything else, but how do they differ from spiders? Yeah, sure. That's always the question I get asked, and people often call them harvest spiders and don't realise that it's actually a separate thing. Harvestmen are arachnids like spiders. They're in their own little group. It's the order Apiliones. They To look at them, the main difference is that spiders have their body divided into two segments. So they've got the abdomen, which is separate. That's where the silk's produced. And then they've got the cephalothorax, which is the rest of their body, which is where their eyes are and their legs are joined are. So two different separate bits. They've also got eight legs coming out of there. 
Parvis men have one body segment, so they just look like one big blob with eight legs coming out. That's the main sort of difference to look at. Harvestmen also don't build webs in the same way that spiders do. They eat slightly differently, so they don't feed on liquid prey and they don't wrap it up in silk or anything like that. They also have two eyes on the top of their head rather than eight eyes or sometimes six eyes that spiders have. They mate slightly differently as well. So with spiders, the males have these kind of modified palps at the front of their body, which look like little boxing gloves. And they're quite specific to the different species. It's got a certain shape to it, which husbands don't have any of that. They kind of just do things a bit more normally as we would. They're also well known as daddy long legs, which you've mentioned a little bit in the crane flies episode. I know somebody said that crane flies are often called daddy long legs. It's the same with harvestmen and spiders. So they do resemble those cellar spiders that you find in the corner of your room. But yeah, like I said, the one body segment is the main thing to distinguish them. And daddy long legs could cover any of these animals. So harvestmen are their own thing. They should be called harvestmen and they are not spiders. Do we know what the origin of the name harvestmen is? Is it something to do with when people see them when they were harvesting or something? Yeah, pretty much often active and mature around sort of late summer, like in the harvest season. They were usually seen as a symbol of like good luck or good fortune. So if you saw a harvestman, that means you have a good harvest. There's quite a lot of sort of old wives' tales surrounding them as well. I know a lot of languages of the rough translation of the word harvestman means like shepherd spiders. Back in the day, people used to walk around on stilts when they were herding sheep, like the shepherds would walk around on these big stilts so that they could kind of cross uneven ground and keep an eye on their flock. I think some element of that kind of resembled harvestmen on these long sticky legs <laughs> so that might also be where they get their name from like shepherd spider oh nice oh yeah that makes sense how many types of harvestmen are there in the uk because we've got a few recent arrivals on top of the originals haven't we yeah so there's around 32 species in the uk there are some species that we've seen historically in the uk that are very rapidly declining possibly not being very well recorded, but it does seem that other species are being quite well recorded. There's one genus, for example, that one of the species is very rapidly becoming more widespread and more common, while another member of the same genus is declining as well. So we're seeing these changes in distributions, changing in like potentially invasive species coming over as well. There is one species called Leobonum species A. It's been described as so far because it's not actually properly been named. It's one that's been becoming really common in Europe and considered invasive species in European countries. That's been recorded a couple of years ago in like Nottinghamshire, Yorkshire, and now the records are cropping up all over the country. So we are seeing quite a few changes in recent years for the harvest and fauna in Britain. So it's all kicking off, it's all going on. Now you've touched on how they're different from spiders with not building webs and how spiders liquidise their prey before they eat. So how do harvestmen feed and what do they eat? Harvestmen pretty much eat anything. They're not brilliant predators. By no means they're like dragonflies. They're not amazingly <laughs> specialised at finding and hunting food. They kind of just eat whatever they can come across. Harvestmen do predate certain things, so worms, snails, springtails, other small like invertebrates in the soil. But they also feed on like fungi or fallen fruit and carrion as well. So a little bit of everything, whatever they can kind of get their mouthparts on. They do eat very differently to spiders, so they kind of eat more like crabs. They've got these structures called palps at the front of their body, or pedipalps, and that's kind of like a very small pair of legs that they can use to kind of handle things or move past things towards their body. And then they've got mouthparts underneath those, which are like little crab claws, which are called chelicerae, and they're used to kind of rip up food and pass it into their mouth a little bit more like a crab so they can kind of eat whatever they can rip up and and find that they consider edible anyway 
I know spiders use their pouch a bit like antennae. Do harvestmen have anything like that going on? Good question. So harvestmen, the second pair of legs from the front of their body. So they've got eight legs, four pairs of legs. So if you count the first one at the front of the body, it's the second one from the front of the body. That's the pair of legs that they don't really walk on. They're often like longer than the rest of the legs and they kind of tap them on the ground a little bit like antennae and other species of like insects and things they have really good chemoreceptors at the end of their equivalent of their feet so they can sort of smell their way along they basically kind of smell with those legs and that can be useful to find their prey or to sort of find each other i suppose because their eyesight really isn't that great <laughs> yeah, they've only got two not six eyes <laughs> exactly it's more like light and dark and movements and things rather than you know the sophisticated spider eyes that they have very very simple eyes so what is it about harvestmen you find so interesting i think probably because harvestmen have always been there for people i think when you show someone a photo of a harvestman they're like, oh yeah daddy longlegs oh yeah harvestman i know exactly what that is most people have seen them you know as children and as adults kind of in the garden and things they've always been kicking around but i just think not many people know much about them and before i started doing recordings game i didn't really know much about them and they're just kind of odd <laughs> weirdly wonderful you know they've got funny behaviors sometimes that, that you don't really expect from such a simple you know quotes unquote simple invertebrate and they can kind of aggregate in large clusters which is like considered a, a method to avoid predation you can see in some species and tropical species they show maternal care and some interesting like courtship behavior as well so I just think they're very much overlooked like you said earlier but they are quite interesting when you actually look at them, especially, you know, under a hand lens or under the microscope. They've got these weird, like, spikes and patterns and these funny little eyes on top of their head. I don't know. I just think there's a little funny charm to them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. There is something nice about knowing stuff about a group that isn't that well known. So they're just completely overlooked, aren't they, really? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, any, any little observation could be something that we don't really know about them before. So you just mentioned some behaviours and stuff. I guess like lots of invertebrates, they've got a whole range of adaptations for surviving and finding mates and stuff like that. Is there any particularly good ones you want to share? Yeah, for example, I'll just use some examples from the UK harvestmen. There's a species called Megaburnus diadema, if that's how you pronounce it. And they are really, really good at camouflage. They often overlook because they're so hard to find. They've got kind of this zigzaggy mottled pattern on their back and quite a lot of different spikes so it kind of breaks up the outline of them and they are often found in like mossy sort of woodland with like lots of lichen so a main thing is camouflage for them like i mentioned before harvestmen can use that second pair of legs as antennae which is obviously a really good adaptation especially if they're in the undergrowth or somewhere dark or somewhere they can't really see their way around very well there's a lot we don't know about them like chemically as well because harvestmen can secrete chemicals for kind of a defense mechanism against predators which is again something we can't really understand that well without kind of studying their behavior but it's thought to repel predators from especially from large groups of them as well so that's an adaptation another species in the uk as well has got a really cool like method of catching prey so on the inside surface of their palps they kind of fold up they've got these really long big spikes like daggers and they can kind of help them like grasp onto food i don't know if they use them to sort of impale the food and kill when they're predating things or whether it's just to hold it there while they're feeding but it kind of acts like a little cage and pulls them towards them so that's quite a cool thing to see anyway that's Atibunus pinetorum definitely has that one. So I'd go and Google that and have a look at those because they're really, really cool looking. Got another question to put you on the spot with. Do you have a favourite species? Could you possibly pick a favourite one? 
Yeah, I do. <laughs> that would be the mossy lichen-y one, Megabirdus diadema. Sometimes known as the crowned harvestman. People have given it that name because around its eyes, its eyes are like on top of its body and around its eyes has got these really big spikes that look like massive, sort of like a crown or massive sort of fake eyelashes or something. And it's just spiky all over. It's got these cool camouflage patterns and they can reproduce without mating which is quite cool if they want to. There's not many males within the population. Males do exist, but they can kind of be independent and they don't necessarily need to fertilise their offspring. So they look cool and they're a feminist icon. <laughs> yeah. They're just cool to look at, at least. <laughs> they are cool-looking things. So moving on to the recording scheme, have you had any cool findings or results from the records you've been sent in? Yeah, so the recording scheme is a sort of system for collecting records of harvestmen all over the country and organising those records into, you know, distribution maps. We're trying to find out which species live where, what sort of habitats they prefer, and just raise the profile of harvestmen in general and kind of tell people about them through things like this so that people can go out and have a look at them. If they want to, they can send us records and we can verify them and let them know a little bit more information about them. They can let us know a bit more information about them. Yeah, that's kind of how the, all the new species that I know about that have come to the UK are found out through the recording scheme. So it's literally just people sending in their records and observations like, oh, I found this funky orange thing that's turned up in Plymouth. What is this? It looks like it could be a harvestman that's been found on Europe. And that was Scotolemondariae, which is a species that's just found in one very small area of Plymouth and Guernsey. And that was just from people sending in their observations. So we're always finding out more about things and like behaviour and distributions and all sorts of things. So yeah, the recording scheme is part of, as I mentioned before, the British Arachnological Society. And that's a charity that aims to promote awareness of British arachnids and maintain these data sets of records and just show people a bit more information about arachnids in general. We don't just cover harvestmen, we don't just cover spiders, we cover those things as well as pseudoscorpions as well. So a little bit of everything around the UK. If anyone wants to get involved, they can become a BAS member and we send out a newsletter every now and then. We send out a journal as well so you can find out a bit more about what's going on in the world of arachnids all around the world as well as the UK. And we try to organise events all around the country to kind of get people recording, get people meeting up and just like offer information about different species as well. So if you do want to get involved, you can become a member or just, you know, by finding out more about this on our website or by getting in touch on our social media platforms. So can people submit records through iRecord? Yes, I accept records through iRecord. Harvestmen are quite good in that respect because, for example, spiders, a lot of the time you need to examine specimens to figure out what they are because you need to look at you know close microscopic features. Harvestmen, it's pretty much most of them can be identified on photos. Some of them can be identified on really, really bad photos. So yeah, please do submit any records that you have on iRecord. We've got quite a few people verifying on there as well, including myself. So we do like to kind of comment on people, especially if people aren't getting the right IDs, we can give them a little bit of feedback or give them a little bit of guidance and help them look at features that they might have missed or you know might be getting a little bit muddled up with. So do put a photo on there as well if you can. And any, any information you'd like to offer is really useful. If people want an ID harvestman, did I see there's a new key come out recently, a new fold-out guide? Thing? There is, yes. Yeah, yeah, there's a fold-out chart from the FSC, from the Field Studies Council, and that's been produced and it's literally just come out this year. So that's got quite a few of the new species on there as well. Loads of information about all the different features you want to use to ID them and some really good photos as well. So that's, yeah, that's the new key from Paul Richards. Definitely worth getting and it's about £3.75, so absolute bargain. Yeah, I've got the old one and this new one. I'm going to get the new one now. Get the new one. There's yeah. <laughs> a few missing on the old one. <laughs> I remember Nick Baker recommended the old one. 
So if someone wants to identify a harvestman, what's the best thing to do? What, what, what sort of angles do they take photos from and stuff? Yeah, so always take photos if you can, preferably like a top-down like a top down photo, just to get the sort of whole body in and the eyes. And then a photo from the front will be really beneficial, especially if you can go and get the palps in and like the front of, front of the body and the eyes. That'll be really useful. So where can people find you and the British Arachnological Society on social media, etc.? Okay, so a big platform that we have for our social media is Twitter. Well, the BAS is on Twitter at British Spiders. Obviously, they cover everything, not just spiders, but that's just an easier name. (laughs) (laughs) So at British Spiders, they often, you know, tag me and retweet me on the Harvestman stuff. So I'll generally reply on my personal account, which is at Megabonus, the Crowned Harvestman. So do kind of follow both of us if you want to learn about everything. We do kind of share each other's posts as well. There's also a Facebook page called UK Harvestman in brackets, a Pilionis, but you can probably find it on UK Harvestman. And that's one that I set up many years ago because I didn't know anything about Harvestman and I was hoping that people would go on there and tell me about Harvestman. But now, <laughs> you know, there's quite a lot of people that are really active on there. It's a really good source of recent sightings. So if you found something, you're like, oh, I don't know what it is. I'm looking at the chart. Might be quite a few different ones. You can see what people are finding at that exact time of year. Post your photos, ask questions. There's loads of resources on there. There's, you know, everyone's really helpful. So I def- definitely recommend joining that one. And the BAS website has got loads of information, including sort of fact sheets, events that we're organising, a bit about membership. And there's like a members area as well. If you join up, you get some extra resources. And we've recently started a YouTube channel. Well, in the past few years, started a YouTube channel, which has got a few videos that I've been making on like survey techniques. We've got loads of videos on talks as well. So every time we have a meeting and we have some guest speakers, we'll record those and put those on YouTube and there should be some videos coming out again soon so yeah do subscribe to that and keep an eye out well thanks so much for that Meg that's been really interesting I have to admit I'm I'm as guilty as many as overlooking (laughs) the poor harvestman well you Um, should especially if you're recording uh, like like a great side group you know there's only sort of 30 odd species and if you're recording say beetles or something at the end of the summer when everything's dying down harvestmen are coming up and uh, yeah they're a good side project anyway there's always lots to learn yeah so there'll still be plenty around in October won't there yeah, yeah. Some of the species persist well into the winter, especially some of the, the newer ones that have come in from overseas. We've got, yeah, Dicranopalpus larvatus as well, which is one that's cropped up in the past few years. That tends to mature around like February time, which is quite unusual. Ooh. But I'm hoping that, you know, we'll get some more records in now. People are kind of looking for it at that time of year. So you never know. Well, thanks so much for coming on and talking about your favourite little group of arachnids. They're a yeah, fascinating little thing. And well, send me your records. <laughs> I'd like to know if, if you find anything interesting, let me know. <laughs> Go follow the British Arachnological Society, don't try and say that too quickly, and Meg on Twitter. And go send all your records in. That's what we want you to do. Thank we always you. like to encourage recording on this podcast. Well, thanks very much. Thank well, you. that's all from us, guys. See you in the next show. Thank you for listening to the UK Wildlife Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then please do subscribe and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast service you use. You can follow us on Twitter at UK Wildlife Pod, or one word. Or on Instagram at UK Wildlife Podcast. And like us on our Facebook page, UK Wildlife Podcast. And you can also post to the UK Wildlife Podcast community group. If you would like to share your wildlife news or sightings with us on Instagram or Twitter, then please tag us in the post and use the hashtag UKWildlifePodcast. And you can now support us through our Buy Me A Coffee account, which you can find at buymeacoffee.com forward slash UKWildlifePod, where you can give us a one-off bit of support or join our membership scheme. Head there to find out more. This episode was edited by Neil Phillips. The music is by Oscar Henderson. You can find him on Instagram at oscar.creates.